Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at crop development in the Southern Grain Belt. The official 620s EKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620s EKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy, wind south 20 and a high of 26, the low 16. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30%. Chance of showers late in the afternoon. Risk of a thunderstorm. Wind becoming west, 20 in the morning. Then northwest, 40, gusting to 60 tomorrow afternoon. The high, 26, the low, 13. Friday, sunny, the high, 26, the low, 13. Saturday, sunny with a high of 30 degrees, the low, 17. Sunday, partly cloudy, 60%. Chance of showers, the high, 28, the low, 16. Monday, sunny with a high, 26, the low, 11. Tuesday, sunny, the high forecast, 25 degrees. Normal high is 25. The normal low for this date is 11. The sun rose at 4.58 this morning. It sets at 9.09 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot is Maple Creek at 25 degrees. The cold spot is Spiritwood at 14. Estevan is 22. Saskatoon, 24. Swift Current, 21. Weyburn, 22. Yorkton, 21. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 23. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 8. Humidity 49%. The barometer dropping 102.1. Partly cloudy Moose Jaw, 24 degrees. Winds are from the south southwest at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 23. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. And it's time now for Agri-News, brought to you by Saskatchewan Municipal Hail Insurance. Storms are unpredictable. We aren't. Top up your hail coverage by August 1st. You're always covered with smhi.ca. And brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. A pulse crop processor with facilities in Saskatchewan has filed for creditor protection. On Monday, Ilta Grain obtained an initial order of credit protection through the Supreme Court of B.C. Ilta's head office is located in Surrey. PricewaterhouseCoopers is the court-appointed monitor. A written update from the monitor says all creditors are stayed from commencing or continuing any proceedings against ILTA until August 7th, subject to any extensions granted by the court. On Friday, ILTA Group will seek approval for interim financing as well as the authorization to commence a sales process for its assets and operations. ILTA processes peas, lentils, chickpeas and beans and exports them to customers in 40 countries. The company's website lists six locations in Saskatchewan, including North Battleford, Cutknife, Saskatoon Swift Current, and Belle Plaine. ILTA is licensed and bonded under the Canadian Grain Commission. There's a wide range of crop conditions across the southern Saskatchewan grain belt so far this summer. Brent Flayton is a crops extension specialist at the Agriculture Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw. He says crops have improved with recent rainfall, but development has been delayed for many fields because of late germination. It 
it's extremely variable. Some of the crops are uh, looking good, particularly on the clay soils that hung on to some of that spring moisture, uh, the wet snows that we had earlier in the spring. But extremely variable. Also, the crop staging is extremely variable depending on the germination that occurred in that particular field. Cereals are at different stages in the same field. Canola, there is a lot of canola that is was very patchy germination earlier in the spring. And so now some of that non-germinated canola has germinated with the recent rain. So it's kind of a hodgepodge of crop staging and also a hodgepodge of results as far as what the rain was able to do with the crop. How far behind normal development is some of the crop? It's quite variable. I don't have a percentage, but some of the crop got pushed along and is ahead of normal. And then with some of the heat and moisture that we've had in the last couple of weeks, quite a bit of the crop would be normal for this stage, but there's still a significant portion what that number is. I don't have it here right now, but there would be a significant amount of crop that is behind normal, and that would be particularly the crop that germinated late when the rain started. And it's going to be a challenge come harvest time because there's going to be immature crop and mature crop in the same field, and how do you handle that for harvest? So going forward, that's going to be a big challenge. What kind of weather conditions do we need now? Because we've had two downpours in the Regina area, for example, in the past week. Yeah, we need, we still need spaced out timely rains for the areas that didn't get, you know, excessive amounts. There was some big storms in southeastern Saskatchewan and south of Moose Jaw in the past week. Those localized areas that got a lot of rain, if the rain was able to penetrate the soil and not just run off, you know, they'll be okay for a while yet. But there's other areas, because those thunderstorms of the past couple of weeks have been spotty, they're going to need some timely rains here. For example, next week, if we get really hot this weekend, we're going to need some timely rains, just because in some areas like Moose Jaw, Regina area, we don't have a lot of subsurface moisture for that crop to draw on. So some more timely rains in areas where we didn't get the big downpours would be certainly appreciated. I know it's early, but can we expect average production, or were crops set back just too far by drought to expect average production? It's a wait-and-see game right now to see how this thing's going to shake down with uh, variable crop stages right now. It'll depend on whether we get those timely rains in for the rest of July and early August. And also it'll depend on when we get our fall frost because there's some very late-staged crop that germinated in the past two, three weeks when the rain started again. And so we'll have to see whether that crop actually makes it to maturity without a killing frost. We also, we need some timely rains, but we also need 
Jack Frost to stay away for quite a while this fall in order to get the rest of this crop in. Brent Flayton is a crops extension specialist at the Agriculture Knowledge Center in Moose Jaw. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Late June and early July rain came at a good time for pulse crops in Saskatchewan just prior to the reproductive phase. Now farmers are focused on weed growth and disease. Sherilyn Phelps is SAS Pulse Growers Agronomy Manager. The rain has blocked a lot of weed, ger- weed seed germination, so we're seeing a lot of volunteer canola coming up and a lot of wild oats, and so some of the growers are trying to make the decision of whether to go in and do the late applications of herbicides. Um, as you get into the flowering stages with pulses, there's very limited options for weed management, so we expect to see a little bit dirtier fields in, in some areas. So far, Phelps says disease issues are not too serious except for chickpeas. We're starting to see a little bit of chocolate spot in faba beans, but it's still fairly early for them. Have seen relatively clean pea fields, not much for Ascochyte yet. A little bit starting in lentils, and the chickpea is the big one that has the problems with disease in the Ascochyte. We are starting to hear reports of it starting to show up, so that's the one crop that I think guys need to um, start applying fungicides for disease management because that disease can set in and be dramatic. And as for crop development? I'm starting to see peas in full flower, which typically we see that at the end of June. So, you know, we're probably a good week behind in terms of crop development. Now, with the moisture and with some heat, um, it can also develop quite quickly. The plants are shorter, so we'll see what happens. But the lentils are also just starting to flower as well, so they're a little bit further behind. Baba beans are flowering already, which is a good sign, but they're also one of the first ones planted. Sherilyn Phelps is the agronomy manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. The federal government is providing $8.3 million for six projects to support the Canadian beef industry. The largest portion, $5.3 million, is going towards Canada Beef to grow beef sales in important international markets and increase foreign consumer confidence in Canadian beef. The funding also includes $1.7 million to the Canadian Cattlemen's Association to offer producers new tools to build public trust in their product around the world. The funding will help producers take full advantage of the Verified Beef Production Plus program. The Canadian beef industry has an export value of $2.75 billion. Yesterday's Canola Palooza in Saskatoon allowed farmers to check out some of the research at the Agriculture Canada Research Station. Scientists are working on canola lines with sclerotinia resistance. A high level of sclerotinia resistance was identified in some germplasm from Pakistan, but it also contained some negative qualities, such as being lower yield, late flowering, and a high erucic acid levels. Sally Vale is a research scientist with Agriculture Canada. What we've done is we've developed lines where we've integrated that resistance from those unadapted lines into lines that flower nice and early here on the prairies that are canola quality. Now we're moving to a phase where we're working with our industry collaborators to transfer this germplasm to their breeding programs. Vale is pleased with the early research results. In our initial population, we were able to recapture resistance levels of our resistant parent, which was very exciting. In our, our next cycle of populations, we're finding that level of resistance, but at a much higher proportion of the population, and actually some that even look quite promising to have even better levels of resistance. Developing a sclerotinia-resistant canola would help farmers reduce fungicide applications. 
A young 4-H exhibitor from Estevan is providing a big boost to the Jim Pattison's Children's Hospital Foundation. Nine-year-old Gage Goetz has raised $30,000 through the sale of his 4-H steer. Goetz has faced a major health battle and several surgeries in Edmonton to repair a congenital heart defect. The steer went to auction with proceeds set for the Children's Hospital and raised $12,000, at least three times the average price for a typical 4-H steer. With the auctioning of other donations, Gage raised $30,000 for the hospital in Saskatoon. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 90 cents at 401.22. Oats dropped 95 cents at 175.84. Number one red spring wheat fell 40 cents at 218 dollars and 86 cents. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 239.51. Feed barley 212.63. Flax 472.42. Yellow peas 237.54. Feed wheat 196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up two and a half cents at five twenty-nine a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. Call 1-888-453-1998 for your ticket. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, July the 10th. 275 cows and bulls, 300 feeder cattle, 20 cow-calf pairs, over 600 head here for today. Cows and bulls just a touch stronger here this morning. D1, D2 cows, 73 to 83, sales to 86, 87. D3 cows, 63 to 73. Cows are averaging 80 cents. Good bulls, 104 to 114, sales to 117, 118. I have to mention this one here, one big limo bull, 2,600 pounds. Topped out at a dollar twenty. We never sold any feeder cattle here this morning when I aired my report, so no feeder prices today. Pay attention, producers. Next week, Wednesday, July the seventeenth, no sale. Our next sale for all classes of cattle will be Wednesday, July the twenty-fourth. Our next sale for sheep, lamb, goat sale will be Friday, July the nineteenth. Expecting a good run there, and some results from the 4-H uh, sale that was held last Wednesday. Grand Champion Steer from the Good Eve Club sold for $4.50. The Reserve Grand Champion Steer from the Sheho Club sold for $2.75. And 75 steers sold for an average of $2.56 a pound, a very respectable average. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Have a great summer, everyone, and enjoy your holidays. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. SIG 5 payment, 168.07 per CKG. TCP BP2, 176.66 per CKG. BP4, TCP4, 182.30 per CKG. The outlook, partly cloudy, wind south 20, the high 26, the low 16. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm. Wind west 20 in the morning, then northwest 40 gusting to 60 and a high 26, the low 13. In Regina, part the cloudy and 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.